Welcome to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we open up to the fullness of self. We talk about practices for empowerment, tools to dive in beyond the mind, the logical, rational mind that can sometimes lock us up or prevent us from opening up to our fullness. Um, and into those deeper, more subtle realms. All right, speaking of deeper and more subtle realms, this is an episode all about a very deep realm within and oftentimes a very challenging place for us women to get to, and that's into our sexuality. Not just this surface level sexual expression or this vanilla sort of place of having sex. I'm talking about going into authentic you, authentic sexual expression, fullness of your sexual expression. And we don't just do this so that we can have great orgasms or we can have great sex. We do it so that our whole relationship to life changes. Our relationship to our passions change, our purpose changes, our ability to create and manifest in the world changes. Our relationship to other changes. Everything from, of course, your lover and your partner to your mother and your brother. Everything changes once we start to open up to the fullness of our authentic sexual expression. So thank you for being here with me. Enjoy the episode. And if you're not already, part of our Facebook private group, make sure you do that. Just go to Facebook, search Rewilding for Women. A lot of really fabulous conversations happen in there. And also make sure you're on our newsletter, rewildingforwomen.com, because there's heaps of stuff that goes out to subscribers only. Okay, so much love to you and thank you for being here. Enjoy the show. Um, all right, can we do a really beautiful breathing exercise and it might be a little bit uh it might push your buttons a little bit but that's okay we're talking about the lover archetypes and dark goddess archetypes and sexual expression and finding our authentic part of self so if it does push your buttons a little bit well just feel what that feels like and continue to come back into self. Like, why? What is, what is this bringing up for me? What is this bringing up for me? So even as I take us through this opening meditation, the best practice that you can do is to stay so fully in your body, stay so fully present with what's going on for you and feel, right? Feel. So what's, what's happening in my body? What emotions are arising? So that's the big thing. Um, especially when coming into our sexuality. Sexuality is primal, right? Sexuality is, it's, it's not located in this logical mind. So we can read books about sex and we can talk about sex until we're blue in the face, but that's not going to take us into the depths of the fullness of our sexual energy uh, because it's not located there, right? It's located down. So... Let's do a practice together. Let's just breathe. So just breathing first, and then we'll open up circle. Um, 
so I have one hand on my solar plexus and I have one hand on my second chakra. And just, just breathing and feeling this part of my body, this is just a great way to slowly start to drop us out of our heads and into our bodies, into that second, third chakra. So a really young, simple, simple, simple practice to do is to feel your hips and to feel your pelvic bowl, right? So you feel even the, the bony bits of your hips, but your pelvic bowl, and it's kind of in this sort of a shape. So, so feeling into that, you can put your hands. I like to put both of my hands on my hips there. And then you breathe, right? How often do we use the breath? Yeah, it's pretty powerful stuff, right? Breath is connected to Shakti. We talked about that last week. Breath is connected to life force. Um, so when you breathe, you'll breathe and you'll imagine your hips opening, right? So as you breathe, it's an inhale. And you imagine those bones, that, pel that whole pelvic bowl is relaxing. And so you just use your breath, you use visualization, and you imagine it opening, right? So we're, we're softening. We hold this part of our body so tight and we protect the crap out of it. We guard it with our lives, right? But we're safe, right? Hopefully you're in a safe place. Um, when you're in my workshops, you are in a very safe place. And so this is a great practice. When you're in a, a place where you can start to just breathe this open, that's all we're doing, we're using the breath. So it's just inhaling, inhaling that, inhaling the whole pelvis open, using the inhale. And now just taking notice of what's happening for you. Is your body starting to loosen up? Are you starting to feel something? It might not be joy or bliss. It might be something else. It might be sadness. It might be rage. It might, it might be a lot of nervousness. It might be boredom as well. Um, our, our minds do lots of wild things when we start to do this deeper work. So just a couple more breaths here, really opening just the pelvic bowl. One more. This is the where it could get a little bit uncomfortable or totally pleasurable or really wonderful or really healing or bring really good insights. But we're now going to um, squeeze our yoni muscles. So if this is your first time in rewilding and you're not sure what yoni is, it's just the, it's your vagina, right? We're going to squeeze that whole canal. And if, if you've never done these kind of Kegel exercises, um, what you'll want to imagine doing is if you were peeing and you wanted to stop midstream, what muscles would you use to stop? And that's all we're doing. So just a couple squeezing those. This is opening your body, right? This is bringing awareness down into parts that we probably don't really go towards. And if you're watching this video, you've said, yeah, I'm interested in opening up to my authentic sexual expression. And this is the sort of stuff that is 1,000% necessary to get there. 
So just know that I'm not taking you into something because I think, oh, this might be a little bit fun to do on a video. These are the practices that are required to take us into our deepest expression, our fullest expression, our, and our most authentic, which I'll talk about that word in a minute. Um, so back to just, it's like a squeezing and then a relaxing, right? So it's like a pulling up. You might, it might feel like you're, you're kind of pulling everything up and then relaxing and then pulling everything up again and then relaxing and then pulling everything up again. <sighs> relaxing. Now moving the hips, moving the hips, just moving, breathing, 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 moving, opening. I know that was a tiny, tiny little bit of an exercise and I would love to do so much more with you, but I'm so conscious of time. So let's continue to just open our circle before I dive in with heaps and heaps and heaps of hearts or comments or whatever feels right. And, and when we do this, this is the intention of the I see you, right? The I'm sitting in circle with you and I see you, sister. Um, and... It's a way of making it a safe space as well, right? And it's a way of saying, it's a way of us all creating sacred space together. Yeah, I know we're online and you might be in your office or you might be at home, but it's a tiny little way of just saying like, yes, I'm here with you. I'm present. I'm in sacred space and I'm loving this or I'm loving you next to me or I'm loving me. Um, Oh, it's so nice to see these little comments. Barbara saying hi to Raylene. Raylene, oh, I miss you, gorgeous. Raylene, are you coming on Saturday? I haven't seen you yet. I hope you do, woman. I think we have 25 women booked in for Saturday. Um, not to put you on the spot, my dear. Not at all. Barbara's going to be there. <laughs> okay, so for those of you who don't know who I'm talking to, these are women I've done lots of rewilding with retreats and intensive and all sorts of stuff. Um, so, I'm sorry, ladies, if I've just really put you on the spot. <laughs> but I say it with lots of love. So, all right. Ah, yes, you are, Rayleigh. Gorgeous, I get to dance with you. Oh, I'm so happy. That makes me really, really happy. Raylene was in one of the very first workshops of rewilding. Seems like it was years and years and years ago. Uh, okay, uh, fantastic. So... For those of you who did not maybe get the email I sent out or have read what's going on today, um, it's a little bit of a dedication to that workshop that I was just chatting about, to Saturday's workshop, which is a dark goddess and lover workshop. When working with these archetypes, lots of things get opened up to, lots of things get awakened in us, lots of shifts, lots of transformations, lots of things get released. And it'll be different for everybody, right? So it's always different. But one of the things that oftentimes the dark goddesses, as well as obviously the lover goddesses bring up is our sexuality. And any sort of old wounds that we have around sexuality, um, any sort of neuronal patterning that isn't our fullest expression of sexuality, any sort of disconnection between our second chakra and our fourth chakra. So that disconnection between sexuality and love. Um, so opens up this channel here, which brings up lots and lots and lots and lots and lots. Okay, so 
you ladies keep doing your chatting thing. I'm gonna dive into kind of content for today. And we'll probably go for, uh, I don't know, maybe like 30 minutes or so. Okay. <sighs> How do I wanna start this? Actually, I want to talk about Lolita, and I know that I've talked about Lolita in online retreats, in workshops, and I know that a lot of us have worked with Lolita, but I want to talk about her because it feels that if we open up to that energy, that archetypal energy of her, it'll give us some clues around how pure our sexuality can be, how loving our sexual expression can be, how... Hmm, these are big words, but I'm going to say them. How anything can be healed. I, I, I know that there are hellacious things that have happened to women. I am not um, trying to pretend like there aren't some women who are listening to this very live stream who have had absolutely outrageous experiences around sex atrocities that I can't I can't even begin to fathom what that would be like however <laughs> I know I, I know know without a doubt that despite the most hellacious trauma the most outrageous distorted um, wretched sexual experiences this stuff can be healed not forgotten not at all forgotten. All of this stuff needs to be honored. All of our experiences need to be honored, but can be healed to a place where a woman can enjoy sex, can come to this authentic expression of self. I know that, right? And you might hear me talk about de-rubbling and all of this, and it might sound sometimes like esoteric or really out there when it's like, what the hell is this de-rubbling? This is part of what de-rubbling is. This is an example of de-rubbling. So we start to work on these deep levels of self, and it's a purification. But not just a purification or a de-rubbling, it's a healing. It's a, it's a healing. Healing of, like I was talking about before, um, neuronal patterning, right? So orgasms and and joy and bliss and how awake and how alive our bodies are is part of our neuronal patterning all of that shifts when we start doing this deep work mental patterns right and it might be a mental pattern of okay i once had this experience of a man doing something to me so now every time any man in my life even if it's my husband who loves me unconditionally even when he does this same thing to me I go to this place. That's a mental pattern, right? So even those things, like, um, uh, for example, a lover in my past, he was molested when he was a little boy. And so anytime um, a mouth would get anywhere near his penis, it would send him into this mental pattern of, wah, not good, <laughs> right? Those are mental patterns I'm talking about. I only share experiences like that so I can... Um, give you examples, real-world, tangible examples, so you, you might be able to relate them a little bit to your life. Now, here's another thing that I want to say is... So I'm just going to try to move this camera a little bit. Um, 
I am going to invite you to be so real with yourself in this conversation. I am going to invite you to let yourself see yourself. <laughs> let yourself see your truth. Because a lot of times it's not even about letting somebody else see me. It's about me seeing myself. It's about me saying, yeah, that is, that is a part of my life. We hide so much of our sexuality. We hide so much of it from not just other people. We hide it from ourselves. So I'm inviting you just for the next 25 minutes that we're together. Give yourself permission to be so honest, so truthful, like honest to the point that it might hurt that you're so honest about your sexual history, about your sexual desires, about where it is that your sexuality is at. And if you're sitting on the other side of this, um, this screen and you're thinking, ah, this isn't really important, which is sometimes people will say that to me, like, mm, fullness of my sexuality isn't that important, like no big deal, I'm not getting any, um, that part of me is just kind of shut down. And look, I don't think that everybody needs to be having sex all the time and to be having orgasms. This is not sexual expression. Orgasms and sex is not sexual expression to me. It's, it's, a, it's a part of sexual expression to me, but beautiful art is a part of sexual expression to me. Being linked to our creativity is a part of sexual expression to me. Coming into our fullness of passion and purpose is a part of our sexual expression. So when people say to me like, nah, no big deal that I've got this rubble around my sexuality, no big deal that I've got some, some little kinks in the line, bullshit. It is a big deal. It's a really big deal because I promise you it's affecting other areas of your life outside of just when you're naked in bed with somebody else. I promise you. <laughs> okay, so getting off of that tiny little rant about why we want to do this, um, there was something that somebody told me, oh gosh, I think eight years ago eight, nine years ago, something like that. And it was a lecture I was listening to and it was beautiful and I loved this lecture. And I'm gonna share this with you um, from a perspective of discovering our authentic sexual nature. So who it is that we authentically are when the layers are peeled back, when the masks are gone, when the social norms are gone, when what's perceived to be right and wrong and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable is shed when we can step out of that and come to this place of, of absolute absolute freedom what is my authentic sexual expression there's there's a couple of little spots where we find clues there's two spots that i'm going to share with you this is like top secret good stuff i'm excited to share this okay so one is Think back to when you were a little one, little one, little one, little one, and it could be five, could be two, could be seven, could be 10, I'm not sure. But when you had your first thoughts that were arousing, as, as, as a child, right? You're, you're, you're most likely gonna be really young, or the, it, it's the first thoughts, it's those really like those first thoughts of what was arousing, what, who was it? What was the scene? Um, what was it? And 
I've heard a lot of professors talk about this and say um, those first thoughts, those are, those are our deepest, most authentic sexual expression, or at least part of, it's part of our deepest, truest, most authentic sexual expression. So that's a great exercise. Think all the way back to when you first, very first, 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 first arousal, right? Um, mine, I had never even watched naked people on TV when I remember having my first um, kind of thoughts around around that. And it was like being tied up. Like I wanted the little boys in the neighborhood to tie to tie me up. I thought that I thought that would be the best thing in the world. I don't know why I wanted that, but I really wanted little boys in the neighborhood to tie me up. I thought that would be the most magnificent, pleasurable, joyful thing ever. And I think I was, I don't know, little, really little. Like I sat in a little kid high chair thing. I was so little. So that's a confession. Um, because I hope it helps you, right? I'm not, I'm not all about sharing my whole intimate details of my life. It's not my thing. Like I would prefer not to share that, but hopefully it might just give you some insights around what was your first thoughts um, that were arousing, that were sexual. Now the second place, so that's the first place to feel into. The second place to... Um, the second place to look is, and this is an interesting one, but I agree with it as well. This also comes from studies and blah, 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 blah. It's just before you're about to orgasm, what are the words that you say? Or what's the energy that's there? Is it like, um, so a very masculine sort of energy would be like, I want to claim you, right? I want to take you. I want to crack you open to more. That's very masculine. Now, if it's, if it's it might be like, I'm gonna get vulgar here. I don't know if I should get vulgar. This is, my mom will hate me when I do this stuff. But it's like, you get in that moment and you're just like, ah, like, I want more. I'm like, give me, I'm, see, I'm, I'm not being vulgar. There is way more that I could have done here, but it's like, I want more, I want more, more. Give me more. I want more, take, take me, right? Own me, claim me those thoughts because that's when mine has switched off that's when the filters are gone and that's when you're closer to the authentic expression before we were taught um okay so when you're the child one right that's before you were told what's right and what's wrong or what's safe right there's this vanilla expression of sexuality which drives me nuts right it's like oh we can only be in this in this little range when actually like healthy sexual expression is is in this range totally healthy, totally loving sexual expression is this range, but it's like, oh, our society kind of accepts this, this little thing. So when you're young, it's beautiful to feel into what were those first ones because you didn't know what this was when you were a kid. You didn't talk about sex. Your parents weren't having sex conversations with you at four, five, six, seven. So, so those first thoughts are great, but then also just before orgasm, it's great because the mind isn't thinking in parameters, right? You, you're tapped into that primal, um, that primal place of self. So the judgment's gone, the thinking is gone. Um, so those are the two places that'll give you insights to what is your authentic sexual expression. Now, here's something else I wanna talk about. Oh my God, I need to do a workshop on this, I think. Um, somebody told me that yesterday and it feels like I do because I could talk about this all day. I don't have notes for today because I have so much in me that I could literally 
take you through a retreat for a week and I think I would still have, inf I know I would still have information to share with you and things for us to do to, to open and to explore. Um, okay, so I talked about authentic expression. The next thing I want to talk about is this polarity. Um, and I, I know a lot of you know this, so I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet so I can give you more really good stuff. But polarity is what makes attraction. And there has to be, if you look at magnets, there has to be a positive and a negative in order for there to be an attraction. If there are two positives, they repel, right? They, they're not, they don't want to come together. There is no attraction. And so when you think about it in terms of masculine-feminine principles, when you think about it in terms of sex and the attraction, what creates the attraction is the polarity, is one is a plus and one is a minus. And that's what creates that beautiful energy between two people, the dance, right? And the, this opens me. And I, like, if you think about the feminine or the masculine principle and just think like, this is pretty simplistic, um, like Tantra, I don't know, square, square zero, like Tantra 101, but it's the masculine will, uh, actually, I don't want to go into that because then I'll go off on a serious, serious tangent on stuff. Um, but here's the polarities. The further apart these polarities are, the more that there is an attraction, right? So the further I'm standing in my feminine, which is sheer love, bliss, joy, body open, I literally just want to love. I don't want to think. I don't want to create um, a plan. I don't want to have a direction. I don't want to accomplish something. I don't want to have a goal. I literally want to live in this place of absolute openness, bliss. I'm so connected up here. I'm so connected here. Um, there's just ecstasy rolling through. I have life force like in every cell of my body enlivening me, awakening me, right? So the further I dance in this extreme feminine, the further he dances in Shiva or the extreme masculine, right? Where he's just whoo, that absolute consciousness that is absolutely pervading and penetrating your entire being. He is 100% present for you. There is no judgment in any expression that you're having as you're here because you're just life force, life. <laughs> Right there, but he is holding the space for that to happen. He's wanting that to happen. He will do everything that he can to make more of that open up for you, right? To make more pleasure, more bliss, more life force coming through. So he's he's here, he's 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 thinking, so you don't have to think, right? He's making the he's Shiva-ing, he's masculine. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We as women, most of us in the Western world, we were taught that this place is unsafe, it's not useful, it's painful, it hurts us, and we are, in, we are more uncomfortable going into that place than we are standing over here in this place. I'll make decisions for my own life. I'm going to decide to do this. I want to do this, right? This is the trust and surrender. And, and this is the, the claiming and the holding, right? So now we've got these crazy relationships where men don't know, and, and also men are, are, not to just blame this all on us, right? Men have also like lost their balls. How many of you can say, here, put your hand up or make a comment or something. How many of you can say that it feels like most men are emasculated, right? It feels like most men have lost their balls. Like where's the chutzpah in you? 
Um, sorry, I was going to make fun of American culture, but I'm going back to America really soon, so I shouldn't say anything. I'll keep my mouth shut on that one. Um, I do see it in the Australian culture as well. It's a little bit different from what I've seen um, in, in other cultures, but very much in the American and the, it's this like blurred lines, like we don't, and we don't know how to create this polarity anymore, right? Yeah, see, see, right? This is, so it's, it's not just so, so now men have lost this edge over here, so they're kind of operating here, like, eh, I'm kind of masculine, and then women are sort of here, like, eh, eh, yeah, eh, eh, I don't really want to open because that's not safe, mm, that's pretty scary, like, eh, Right? So, so now we're, we're not really very far apart. The other thing is that a lot of us women, we have decided to go, hey, not only do I want to dance here with you, I want to dance here. I want to be in my masculine, right? I'm running the household. I'm, I'm paying the bills. I'm running the household. I'm telling him what to do. All that he really thinks he's good for now is taking out the garbage because he has no idea what to do. And so it creates this like, what? Who does what? what? I don't want to sleep with you anymore because I'm not attracted to you. This is one problem. It's not everybody's problem. It's, I see it a lot, though. Um, and so what it is, is it's opening up these lines. So for us women, we don't lose our independence. You don't, I'm not asking you to give up being a strong, direct masculine. No. Hell no. Right? You can dance in all of this. That's what this is about. That's why I work with the masculine archetypes. That's why I work with the feminine archetypes. That's why I work with the extremes on both sides. Because that is our allness, right? So as a woman, now you can go to work or you can raise your babies in this very powerful, direct, um, direct way. You make things happen. You make things matter, right? You can operate in the world and you're really good at it. So you can do all of that, but when it comes time to making love or to connecting, the majority of us as women, we crave Fifty Shades of Grey. We crave it like it's nobody's business. Why the hell did this shitty book, it's not a good book, right? It's not even written well. Why the hell did the, and the movie was even worse. I didn't read the book, sorry, but I know it's crappy. I read a little bit of it and I couldn't read it. The movie was even worse, right? It, and now there's a part two for crying out loud. It's shit. But the reason is because a lot of us are dying to be here. I am dying for you to take me. I am dying for you to crack me open to pleasure. Make me have more pleasure than I could possibly imagine. And that's what happens in this polarity, right? Kim, hell yeah, sister. <laughs> Sorry. That's what happens in this polarity, um, is that there is the dance. We get to come into this authentic. If those are your authentic feelings, again, just because you're a woman doesn't mean that your most authentic, deepest heart's desire is to be taken or to be claimed or more, 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 I want more, I want more at the point just before orgasm, right? It's not always that, but, but what is it? And it's about being honest, totally honest. And it's either, yes, I want to surrender. I want you to take me. I want you to open me, right? There's a reason why we love the most powerful man in the room, right? The most powerful, good-looking man in the room. He's, 
He's big, he's strong, he's strong. He can lift you, right? We love to be picked up by a man because he's he can take me somewhere. We love to sit on the back of a motorcycle with a man because he's taking me somewhere. There's a little bit of danger involved, so all that endorphin's going too, so all sorts of things are happening, right? But there's, um, so if that's the authentic desiring, own it, own it. Stop watching Fifty Shades of Grey and pretending that that you don't have that in you, that you don't want to be here in this fully far out. I have to say it is the most pleasurable out of this world experience when you literally are cracked open and you are nothing but love and bliss and joy. You cannot have a thought if you wanted to, right? You can't, you, you, I remember once after an experience, I, I literally could not order room service from the phone in the hotel. It, it had a button that said room service. You push the button, you hold the phone, and you tell them whatever it is you want, which anything really at this place. I could not figure out how to call room service because you have no mind. No mind. There is no, you are nothing but love and bliss and joy, right? That's it. That's it. It is profound. And I think so many of us crave that. As women. Now, I do want to say on the flip side, again, just because we're women doesn't mean that we don't also crave to be in this place. So we can very much crave to claim, and there's a part of me that loves that. So there's more confessions, right? There's a part of me that loves to take my partner, right? That loves to give him more bliss and pleasure and joy than he could possibly ever fathom in, in his life. So there's a there's there's both. So that's, that's a tiny, these are tiny little clues, ladies. Like, this is, um, this doesn't happen overnight. This is a journey. This is a big, 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 big journey because I promise you, if you've got stuff hidden in the shadows, uh, no, not if you've got stuff, I promise you that you have stuff hidden in the shadows. I promise you that it is full of stuff around your sexuality. So that's a bit around... Um, the authentic expression of sexuality. It's a bit about starting to be truthful. That's really probably number one is starting to be truthful and to be honest with ourselves. Some of those practices, those very physical practices that I just, that we did at the start, um, meditative practice, yoni steaming, um, is a really powerful practice. Uh, yoni steaming, by the way, is it's, it's basically the meditation that I gave you. However, you've got herbs beneath you in a bowl of hot water that's, that are steaming. So you have these beautiful medicine woman, big mama magic that you're breathing up into, into your yoni. Up, up, all the way up right? This heals, this cleanses, this opens, this awakens. So all of those little rubbly bits, all of those bad memories that we've got, all of that energy that we might be storing in our womb from past sexual experiences, they say, I don't know how true this is, but they do say that women, as women, we, we store energy in our wombs, right? It's a great, it's a great place for holding, obviously. It's, it's a womb, it grows a baby. It's pretty good holding stuff. So energetically, they say that we hold seven years worth of sexual experience, on average, in our wombs. Of course, if it was big sexual experiences, we hold it longer, or really traumatic, it's lifetimes. Um, but not just in our wombs, it's certain parts of our body. 
that we like, like for me, my right hip for some reason loved to just tuck. I loved, not anymore, um, but um, when I was doing lots of derubbling, it was there was so much in my right hip, of course, womb and different parts of my body too, but, um, but also it's not just about our experiences in this life. Your mother, right? Think of your ancestral lines. How open were they sexually? How much abuse sits in those lines, right? We've got half DNA from mom. We've got half DNA from dad. Our culture around sex is disgusting. It is disgusting. I know very few people, like I can count them on one hand, probably, maybe two hands, who have healthy, beautiful, loving, heartful, um, expressive, authentic uh, sex lives. Because there's so much around this. And um, holy shit, I could go on forever. I do want to talk about the archetypes that are really great to work with around this. So for those who are coming on Saturday, we're working with two of these archetypes. Now it's not that the experience that you're going to have in the workshop is sexual at all. You may not even have anything to do with sex in this experience um, in the workshop in Mossman, but working with Medusa is a beautiful energy to work with when it comes to clearing out the rubble. Medusa is one of the most erotic. So she's erotic, but she's wild, right? She's erotically wild, um, but she holds, she's one of those access points that will take us to some of this deeper rage towards the patriarchy. Because we also can't deny that. Most of us have that sitting in our systems. We've, we've come in with it, right? It's been passed down the generations, it's in the collective rage towards the masculine. Like We are pissed for being oppressed. We are pissed for being raped. We are pissed for you stealing our babies and killing them. We are pissed because you haven't done a whole hell of a good job with the world, right? So there's, there's that. Medusa is one of those archetypes that will take you in, takes you into that part, that deep part of self that holds that rubble. That's it. That's, that's, that's part of what we do, right? That's rewilding. And that's just one way of, that's just one access point is doing archetypal work. So Medusa is an access point. Lilith is another great access point. We worked with her in the Blue Mountains last weekend, weekend before. Uh, Lilith is a great access point to those places. And then you look at um, the lover goddesses, Lalita, right, who I spoke about before. Lalita is this divine expression of fullness of sexuality connected to um, I just, every time I talk about her, I just feel her. <laughs> and then my words get lost because it's hard. Lolita is, when I was standing here, right, and it's this, I'm just so open, I can't have a thought. And I, I literally, you just, you can feel you are so connected to the light. It is this, it is this light from above. It is this absolute connection into the earth below, right? It's the bridging, bridging heaven and earth. The heart expands, the heart explodes. Lolita is one of those archetypes that works kind of on that sort of a level. Hygieia, we'll be working with Hygieia in the workshop tomorrow. Hygieia um, is goddess of miraculous healing, miraculous awakenings, right? So we just did that um, live stream last week and you can find all of the old or past live streams on our blog. So they get posted on the blog and they get posted 
in our podcast too. So if you haven't seen that stuff, you can go there and you can subscribe to the podcast or um, you can subscribe. I don't think you can subscribe to the blog, but you can subscribe to the newsletter. And if you haven't done that, you should do that because it's the best, right? That's where we tell you all this stuff. So um, those are a couple of the archetypes, archetypes to work with. Venus, of course, always, she's heart opening. She's very much linked to sexuality and beauty. Um, yeah, so I do want to say one last thing is working in these deep, energetic spaces, working archetypally is wonderful. Um, somebody who can facilitate you into a space that gets you out of the mind, right? It's out of the mind and we're dropping in. A facilitator who works with body wisdom or Shakti, that's really powerful, especially when we're working around the sexual stuff. So especially having, I also wanna say to you, feel into your facilitators and your teachers, feel. And trust your gut on this, right? If they don't feel like they've got their shit sorted out, if they're not, if they haven't gone through years of the de-rubbling, probably not the best teacher to be diving into sex with, especially because of the amount of distortion around this stuff, right? So just be cautious. I, I can think of one tantric practitioner, and I know lots of them, or I've, yeah, that I really find to be clean and clear and come from a great space. So I just, I say to be cautious um, and, and to just trust your gut, right? Trust how it feels to you. If something doesn't feel right for you, ask yourself, is this, is this me just being nervous because I'm scared? Am I just scared to go into my sexuality? Because that could very much be the case. It's a defense mechanism that you're putting up because this is scary big stuff. This is like the big stuff. Um, and if it's not, it's like, no, there's, it's, um, there's something off. There's something that's off with this facilitator. Then trust that, right? It's, but, but trust and just ask yourself, is this my own fear? Is, is this a defense mechanism of mine? Or is this not necessarily the right place? Because I just, I, I don't, I don't want any of the rewilding women to end up with crappy teachers. And I know that that's, sometimes it's our path and sometimes we have to see some of the distorted stuff. So then when we come to the, the big mama purity stuff, it's like, oh, this is it. But I understand that world and I understand the, the half awake or half cleared out or whatever. Um, so I do want to say that the other thing is... Um, physical, physical things are powerful, physical touch from somebody who can hold that unconditional love space is incredibly powerful when opening up to our sexual, authentic sexual expression, healing the womb, healing the yoni, all of these things to be very physical if you're with a loving partner, physical touch of just touching a space, like you, you just touch a spot and it's a uh, what does that emotion bring up? Or what is that, what emotion gets brought up here? Or what, what's happening for me here? Um, and you can touch, touch every, um, every part of your body can be linked to sex, right? It's not just like, I know that there's all this stuff, jade egg and um, the yoni eggs and the, the wands and that, but it's not just, uh, it's not just in, inside us, right? It's, it can be in your hip or it can be in your glutes or it can be in your lower back. I see a lot in lower back 
happening. So around that whole second chakra, I see lots of digestive stuff. So a lot of times clearing out sexual stuff can lead to digestive stuff. There's a whole list of symptoms that I could burping. That's another good one. There's some really strange, like wild symptoms that, that come when the, when the sexual parts start to get derubbled and opened up and cleared out. Okay. My dear friends, um, I want to say thank you again for being here with me and uh, co-creating the space because I know I say this every week, but I wouldn't do this without you. There's no way that this would get created without you. Um, no way. So huge, huge thank you and would love to just end it with an I see you. So if that means for you hitting hearts or hitting likes on the page or writing an I see you. Um, and I do want to just leave you with a really quick um, thought of hmm. of hmm. I see you, but I see you in your full sexual expression and your authentic sexual expression, regardless of how wild it is, how outrageous it is, how scary it is, how much healing is required in order to get there. I see you. And in this moment, in this time, I am holding so much space for that. And I am holding so much love for this journey of yours, the journey of you finding you and you opening to you. And even in these parts that have, that have pain and hurt around them. And I promise you, it's not the easiest journey, but it's the journey that's most worth it, right? It's once you get through that stuff, the bliss, the joy, the ability to manifest in the world, the love that you can share and that you can receive, shifts every aspect of your life will shift i'm not joking i don't just say that to sound really good i mean it um i have so much love for you and i am sending you so much goodness on your journey into the authentic full enlivened wild beautiful um sexual expression that is yours. Okay. Bye ladies.